Moms, I know divorce can be really messy, but selling your engagement ring can actually be quick, easy, and stress-free with Worthy. Worthy uses their expertise, technology, and connections to get you the absolute most for your jewelry with no hidden fees. Plus, just for my audience, Worthy gave me a special offer to share. When you sell your jewelry through Worthy, you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from your ring? Head to worthy.com slash moms to get started today. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. This week on Moms Moving On. Just the, the act of sitting together with your child and journaling. It's, you know, this bond that I want to break the cycle and have, you know, like you can be happy in two homes with both parents still supporting a child. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. I'm so excited to be here with my new friend, Fiona. Fiona is the person behind that really cute journal I shared the other day on my Instagram for co-parents. If you follow me, you should know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't follow me, what are you doing? But no, just kidding. This journal is another tool that has fallen into my lap that is so special for children who are maybe struggling with this new concept of shared parenting and having two homes. I'm so excited to introduce you to Fiona. She's got a great story. We have a lot of commonalities. And so Fiona, take it away. Hey, Michelle, thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. A little bit of my background and how I came to be doing this. We'll start with the year 2019. It was kind of when my whole world imploded. It was the year my son's dad and I separated. And later that year, I got laid off from my job. So I was a single unemployed mom. Just in time for the pandemic. I was just going to get to that. So good times. All of, all of a sudden, nobody's hiring, can't find a job. And, you know, it's was this pivotal time, I think, for so many when you're like, you really have time to stop and think, right, about your life. And some of the questions were, I asked myself, was like, how did they get here? Like, specifically as a single parent and how my relationship, I don't want to say failed, but you know, in, in that back then, I was like, how did it fail? How did it go wrong? And then the future piece was, how do I want to show up for my kid moving yeah. forward? It was those two things that eventually made me create, you know, my journal. And one day I was, you know, the one thing was my son was about three and a half at that time. And I'm sure you you got this too, but my son was every single week, he was asked me, am I with you this weekend or something related? I, to I still get it. Who am I with tonight? Who am I with tonight? All yeah. the time. Yeah. And we were on a two, two, three. So he didn't have that, those consistent days of like, you're always with me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Like it yeah. switched off each week. Um, so it, in his mind, he wasn't able to, and it was a hard thing to remember, right? You know? Like you don't have a sense of time as a kid. So it was one day we were at a dollar store and I saw this little 
itty bitty planner, like this little $2 planner. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this for him because I had a schedule at my house, like a visual, but I know he didn't have one at dad's. I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to get this for him. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to, it just started off as a little planner. And, um, I asked my son's dad, I was like, will you write in it? Because being three and a half, he couldn't tell me the things like what was going on in his life, you know, and you miss so many milestones, right? Like these little things you do. In life. Like That's the funny hardest things part. They do. Yeah. Funny things that they do or say. Um, and we were potty training at that time. So I just wanted a little bit more information to go off of. And the first time I got the journal back and I saw like what my son's dad had written and it was about potty training it really was about like you know him using the toilet and I was like oh I love being a part of it it was a way of not we didn't have to communicate you know because it's not like we're you know we don't call each other every day we don't you know most of the time we didn't talk to each other during the three four days so I just remember getting it back for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is so helpful. Like, I love being a part of my child's day without on the days that I'm not there with, you know, right. it was right. It's yeah. kind of like when they're in preschool and you get that, like that sheet that goes home in the backpack. That's like today I had my bottle at 1030 and then I took a nap and I went to the potty twice, like <laughs> all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, so you said that you were on a two, two, three, are you no longer on a two, two, three? We are not because my son's dad lives, okay, in 12, 12 miles and I live in LA, LA time. That's an hour and doing the commute plus the hour to get ready. It's so hard on him. It's hard on me. So we decided to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with dad, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with me. And then we flip Sunday. So we're not doing a traditional like we found what works best for I like us that good yeah. for you guys you know what I am also on a 223 and I I made that decision not knowing that there were other options or that I could do a different mm. type of 50 50 setup and while I do still believe the 223 is great for toddlers I think once kids start having lives outside of the home and homework and extracurriculars. It's a lot for sure. So good for you guys for being able to figure that out. Oh yeah. I'm so grateful that my co-parent is receptive to it too. You know, I think many times someone won't want to budge and give up or, you know, but my, it's like really like our kid has one childhood and we, I think we're both in agreement. We want to make this as easy as possible because we've made it hard for him. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Well, listen, hard temporarily, but better long-term for sure. That's that's how I see it. You know what? Things are hard sometimes and how we learn to adjust ultimately defines our ability to thrive and be resilient as, you know, future leaders of this world. But you and I have a commonality in that our childhoods were not so great. And off camera, I asked you, do you have a background in social emotional learning? Because I felt very called to that myself when I was a teacher to find ways to help children through emotionally difficult times. And it it turns out you and I just have a background in bad childhoods. <laughs> Can you share a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, my parents, uh, I'm of Chinese descent and I don't want to say, you know, generalize 
all Asian, you know, um, parents, but mine specifically was very void of connection, emotion. Um, my father was actually had a very hard childhood. One of my first memories was a very traumatic one where um, I spilled a glass of water and I just it was a mistake, right? Like it was an accident. And I, I looked over at him and I, I've seen him be physical with my mom before. And I just knew that I was in trouble. And it, that, like he, I, he was so angry at me and he chased me. He was going to hurt me. And it was like that moment where I shut down. Like in my whole life, I never talked at home. I was really quiet in school and because of that I, I don't have a relationship with my dad you know even to this day and when I think about you know what parent-child relationships are like I was like I don't I can't have it be like that it has to be everything the opposite and you know when you look into this book of like you know affirmations and um just the the act of sitting together with your child and journaling it's mm -hmm. you know this bond that I want to break the cycle and have you know like you can be happy in two homes with both parents still supporting a child and mm -hmm. you know I, I want to give my child words of encouragement and I think all parent I this is what I want parents to do you know th with this book um so I think in many ways you know it's it wasn't the ideal childhood but in many ways, it looked where it ended up, you know, like maybe I wouldn't have done something like this if I didn't. Exactly. Have, right. I always say like that, that was a blessing and a curse. I think I, it was a curse until I realized the effects of, of what the uh, events of my childhood had on my adult life. And once I did, it became a blessing because I was able to just mm really become self-aware and do good work and help others do the same like you're doing. Yes. Right. That self-awareness. Yeah. That self-awareness is huge. Like, I wonder for you, do you think that your first marriage was lacking the personal self-awareness on your part that you needed to keep it healthy? Because mine was for sure. A hundred percent, you know, like how my parents dealt with problems, how they communicated everything everything was like a mirror right like mm -hmm. you you can't be and you know model like that and you can't live it if you haven't seen it in That's many true. in many times and, yeah oh it kind of crushes me that you know like why didn't i learn this <laughs> why wasn't i self-aware but well you know, i think that come yeah, I think the other part of that to cut you off, sorry, is the is why you created this for your son, this book or for all kids going through it because we you and I were not given the tools to deal with our difficult childhoods, which is why we came into adulthood and struggled in relationships, right? But like you are breaking a cycle here by creating this outlet for kids who are struggling. If nothing else, they have a journal and we know that journaling is huge for emotional well-being. Yeah, thank you. I really, um, that is so special to hear that, um, you know, that whole breaking the cycle. And, you know, I look, I often look back at, you know, his past year's journal. And, you know, I hope that other parents, you know, will look back and do the same because it's filled with so much love. Um, you know, if anything, my son knows that 
you know, he can remember every single night, right? That's the thing we do together. And Mm -hmm. what a special thing. He has like little pictures in it and memories, like a memory from every single day of his life. Can't that's awesome price on that <laughs> no you can't um so how old is your son now he is six so you got separated when he was three four it was it was like two and a half and mm. yeah so what is his understanding of co-parenting like if we were to ask him you know how does it feel for you what's it like <laughs> for you where is he with that it's funny because I ask him that sometimes like, oh, how are you feeling with, you know, mom and dad living together? And sometimes he'll still say, I wish you and mom and dad lived, you know, I think it's normal, but I think we've normalized it in that, you know, I bring, I still bring home library books about children that live in two homes because Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that he doesn't have this one-sided track of like, oh, I'm not normal. This is not okay that my parents don't live together, right? Like, right? Co-parenting homes are half of the single parent homes or half the households. So um, I think, you know, he is very understanding. When my son's dad and I spend time together, he's, I think he appreciates it. He doesn't really ask, like, can you two live together? The other day, he actually asked me, um, there's an empty apartment under my son's dad's place. And he's like asking if I could live under there. (laughs) So he knows that we're separate households. Right. Yeah. That's really cute, though. I mean, I think it's so funny because my daughter knows very consciously that like her dad and I are never going to be together again, but we're together a lot. And just Mm. her knowing that like, you know, the other day she was at his house and she called me and was like, I really just want you to come give me a hug. And he lives close enough where I can absolutely do that. And I texted him and he's like, yeah, come over. And like just her knowing that we offer each other that flexibility that she's never really far from us, even when she's not with us. And like, we're still there for her if she needs us. I think that has given her so much peace of mind too. Have you found that flow in your own co-parenting life? Yes, I have. There was an event at school and um, I really wanted to be, it was Halloween. I wanted to be there for the parade. And, but you know, the 12 miles morning traffic, I was like, you know, I asked him like, you know, how would you feel if, you know, just, you just went with dad? And he's like, and I didn't go. He's like, well, no, that's okay. So he has a very good understanding of like, sometimes mom won't be there. Sometimes dad won't be there. You know, we try to be there when we can, but you know, it's, it's not always going to happen. We want to, but it's not always going to happen. And we find other ways to, you know, make, we did so many Halloween celebrations outside of, you know, that specific day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had a great time. He got to celebrate multiple times. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And that's the thing. It's about creating new traditions and, you know, reframing like what, normal is for certain families and creating your own. It's the most wonderful time of the year, except if you're going through a divorce or know somebody who is and is just dreading this holiday season. Well, if you don't know what to get the person in your life who is anticipating divorce or who has just started the process, I have just the gift. My book, Mom's Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self could be your divorcing friend's new Bible 
for navigating one of the toughest phases of her life. Not only is it going to help her feel better and understand more about the legal process, it's going to help her understand how to help her children through the legal and divorce and co-parenting process. And what's better than that? So hurry up, grab the book now. If you get it on Amazon, it can be overnighted for yourself or for the friend who really needs it. Help make this a better time of year for your people in your life. Class is in session and it is time for you to master your divorce. I am Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, the creator of Moving On School, and I want to welcome you to Moving On 101, the one and only class you'll need in order to master the concepts of getting divorced and co-parenting your children so that you can truly move on. In this eight-week program, we'll meet week by week to help you move past each phase and first of the divorce and co-parenting process so that you can move on in an empowered way while making the best decisions for your children. Visit www.momsmovingon.com to apply for our next semester of Moving On School coming in January. So what would you attribute your flexible co-parenting? And is this like a stemming from your childhood experience? Because I know it's very hard, even if you are devoted to positive and flexible co-parenting, if you're dealing with somebody on the other side who is not, it can be really challenging. So what does that journey look like for you? Yeah, I think um, I've heard you talk about this before too, but ACEs, uh-huh. like the adverse childhood, childhood experiences. experiences. Yeah. That was something when I learned about, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot, I'm like, I had it scored a four and for my I have son, a four too. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's my um, number. So, you know, put framing it in context of my child, I was like, what are these things that are, that he's going to remember? What are these things that are really hard, that are going to make his life really hard. And, you know, for me, I was just like, I've decided like, I'm going to make the situation the best that I can. And either like, I'll talk to my covert, whether he's on the train or off, I will still try to do my part. That's it. Right? That is all you need to do <laughs> is keep your side of the street clean. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So luckily, you know, when I talk to my son's dad, he's a very reasonable man and it, but it's not like we started off with a super friendly relationship no. when we, we yeah. I mean, wasn't. you need to say that because that people need to hear that. I think people see I'm six years out and in a good place with my co-parent. I think people see that and they're like, great. Like I'm not that. It's not always that way. And I always tell mm -hmm. my clients and my listeners and my followers, expect that the first two years will be hell. If it's better than hell, great. You got lucky. But for the most part, it's going to suck. I feel you. I feel you on that. It was, you only talk about anything related to your child and that's it, right? There mm -hmm. were no outside conversations about like, no, how are you? Like, what's going on in your life? How can I help? Like none of that. But I think there was a point in time where I apologized to my son's dad for the stuff that, you know, going back to childhood for the stuff that I couldn't, that was out of my control, but I still felt, felt like I needed to apologize. And he said to me, he was like, you know, I've wanted to do the same thing. And that was the turning point in our 
personal relationship, but in our co-parenting relationship. That's, that's amazing. I love that. I always feel like there's a turning point for everybody and it's different in every situation and you can't really force it, but it does happen. So if you're sitting here thinking you're never going to be on the same page with your co-parent, I've been there. Like I've totally been there. I I was there for a long time and then I wasn't. Things just shift. Did you have a little moment like we did? I think, yeah, for me, it was, and I actually posted about it this morning. It was really when I felt I had to do my own work to realize how much meddling I was doing or trying to do in my daughter's father's relationship with her. Like I'm, I am an anxious person trying to control things is my defense mechanism to ease my own anxiety. And so I was very like hyper fixated on what they might be doing, what they're not doing, what, you know, how is she doing this there? And I think that once I acknowledged that I was being a pain in the ass and I appreciated his parenting and his presence in her life, like giving my ex that recognition and also acknowledging my part in making co-parenting difficult. I think that that, that was a huge turning point for us. And, um, what also has helped, and this is like, it's kind of weird because I was so resistant at four years old, my ex signed my daughter up for soccer. I'm like, she's four. I don't know. Like practice was like 20 minutes away in traffic. It was 40 minutes away at six o'clock at night. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, and I was so not happy about it. And we were at odds about it for like the first year. And then after that, I noticed that like us spending all this time together on the soccer field and him being so proactive in her soccer life. Like she's like a full-blown soccer player now. And, you know, he buys the outfits and the cleats and and the tents for the team moms so that we don't have to sit in the sun. And like, he's, it, it's just, I don't know. It, it's been a bonding experience, I think in a weird way, but just seeing that he has his own impact on her, a positive one that has nothing to do with me has brought me so much peace and it's helped me step away. And so that turning point really came for me about a year and a half ago. Oh, that's beautiful when you can see them in a different light, right? Yeah, and look, that's that's what every mom is scared of. Like, I'm not going to be there. Will shit hit the fan? Will everything fall apart? And I'm like, you know what? At the worst, this person is going to feed, clothe, and house your child. And technically, that's all a parent is really responsible for. So anything more than that is a bonus, you know? Um, and And I have to say, like, I'll be the first to say us moms, sometimes we stand in the way, or at least I tried to stand in the way of letting them have their own thing. Like, and, and I didn't recognize how important it was for them to have their own routines and their own traditions. They didn't have to be mine to be the right ones. Yeah. Love that. That is so powerful. And I'm so glad that you're out of such a good place and you can support, you can let him take the reins, right? Like he's doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind ever that he'd be (laughs) a great dad. You know, it's just that, that anxiety that creeps in in co-parenting. It's hard to fight sometimes. Absolutely. We're doing the most unnatural thing, Fiona. I know. I know. Giving our kids away a couple of days a week. I know you think you're always going to be with them to give them a kiss at night, right? Like that was the one I wasn't with my son on his birthday night. And I was like, 
I should be able to kiss him goodnight tonight. He came from yeah. me. <laughs> my my womb. Yeah. <laughs> that was really hard. That is hard, but like, you know, <laughs> the first couple of years is going to suck. And then I found like yeah. making new traditions with your kids, celebrating in a different way. I talk about this a lot, you know, with the holidays coming up, you find a new day to celebrate, you know, like your children don't care about the calendar. They care about presents and love. And you can give that on any day of the week. Key takeaway right there. Presence and love. <laughs> presence and love. Okay. So you have found a way to stay connected to your child when co-parenting. You're sharing this with the world. What an absolutely amazing opportunity for co-parents to grab the Home Sweet Homes journal and, and planner for co-parents and child. I have always been really big on keeping a connection when Bella goes back and forth. So I love this. And now she's at the age where she will journal. So I can't wait to start using it with her. Um, where can everybody learn more about you and the journal if they have questions? Yeah. So my website is and Instagram, home sweet homes journal.com um, for the website. Um, and I'm actually going to be starting a YouTube channel with my co-parent, like take like starting the new year. Um, because, you know, my kids going back and forth and obviously, you know, my son's dad and I have different experiences. So we're going to start a YouTube about just how we perceive things and how we use the journal. Um, just how we co-parent and, you know, a a lot of other co-parenting topics, but a lot of it will be like, Hey, you know, we got the journal back and this is what we learned. This is what we did and how to use it. Because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, we, we wouldn't be able to use it. Like, this is not for us. And, you know, this is a new concept, but I really think it can help so many people. And um, that's the goal to have, you know, raise kids that are emotionally healthy, that they don't mm-hmm. have childhoods that they need to heal Need to from. recover from. That's yeah. right. That yeah. is my mission <laughs> in life. Um, okay, Fiona, thank you so much. And for those of you listening, I will link everything if you want to find the journal homesweethomesjournal.com. I highly suggest following Fiona on the gram and I can't wait to check out your YouTube channel. I'll be sharing that as well. For all of you listening, thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, certified divorce and co-parenting specialist, and I founded the moving on method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. 
I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.